You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good late afternoon, everybody. Uh, obviously, now we have a official 53 here, well, for the time being, as you know, we'll go through here the rest of the weekend. Uh, definitely some surprises, uh, you know, definitely head scratchers, surprises, couple of trades, uh, Browns-wise, and then one big one league-wise we'll get into on your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith, your local experts on the biggest stories uh, along here for the ride. And I guess, Pete, before we get to all things Berea, um, Houston Texans, again, showing people why general managers are very important. And uh, I guess essentially gave <laughs> Jadavian Clowney to the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, uh, the, this reeks of a coach who needs to win uh, because, you know, I think a real general manager basically said, you know, Jadavian Clowney, you can go ahead and stick it uh, on this. But the, they basically allowed him to um, demand – that he not go to the Dolphins, for example. And he can do that by not sending his tender. Then um, you you just go ahead and send him to Seattle for a third-round pick. Uh, some guy I've never heard of in Barkevius Mingo, um, which is, you know, highway robbery. Um, and, and it's just one of those things you didn't have to do. You could have said, we're just going to go ahead and sit. You know, you can go ahead and sit here because unless one of those guys is going to help you right now, that is effectively made the most sense anyway, because if those guys aren't going to help you right this second, then you gain nothing. Like the third round pick obviously isn't going to help you right now. So it's one of those, it's just, it's just not smart on any level. Yeah. I mean, Houston, look, I mean, you would, you didn't get any better. Well, you get maybe get a third round pick back here, but you didn't get any better as far as 2019 is concerned with what you did today. So just, I mean, whatever, uh, Seattle, uh, you want to see a front fun seven and does this concern us? Guys, we play Seattle. It does concern us and Seattle's front seven. Um, granted their first round pick was a little bit of a, a stretch. He's not even included in that starting front seven. They're good. They're, they're really Really freaking good on paper. Uh, Seattle, you know, uh, you know. obviously we always put a lot of talk, you know, on the show on what the Eagles do. Seattle's not a team that uh, sneezes, you know, away. I mean, their business is done pretty well and pretty damn solid up there. Uh, Taiwan Taylor brought into the mix here today, Pete. Um, you know, obviously, these rumors had gone around for a couple days now. Um, but Taiwan Taylor is now a uh, – he's obviously now a Cleveland Brown. Um it just I, – I don't know if I, I get the move because look, now he's going to have to come in here and, you know, essentially this team's only going to operate with three wide receivers. I mean, if they're going to give Ratley a shot. But, I mean, you're going to week one essentially with only three wide receivers. Taiwan Taylor, I, I mean, I at least understand he was a really productive, really athletic receiver out of college. Um, he was part of that uh, really, really talented class out of La Tech. Um, and then, you know, he started out really well with, uh, with Tennessee, but they, they you know, they effectively, he got in, he, he became very inconsistent and they sort of drafted past him. Um, they, they, some things fell in their laps and, and things like that. And they, they, they sort of moved on from that standpoint. Like I get it from that standpoint, but where, where you sort of lose me on this is, is 
where this goes in a month, uh, where, where does this make sense? Because Tywan Taylor, if memory serves, is primarily a slot receiver. Um, he can do some things elsewhere, but that's always made the most sense. So if you're saying, you know, this is a longer-term thought than just this year because you're giving up a draft pick for him, um, and, and it's undisclosed at this point, uh, then you sort of – that begs the question, uh, does this have longer-term ramifications down the road? But, yeah, I mean, if you're, you're saying, well, we've got – you know, we've got this guy who's got, uh, you know, a week to sort of get things figured out. It's very difficult for him to do much of anything offensively. It's, you know, you're hoping he can contribute for you on special teams. You, you, you actually have to have that. Um, and then um, – it just becomes what, where do you sort of envision this thing evolving into? Uh, it just, I mean, for a team that was so, so deep at the skill positions, um, it seems weird that you have to acquire one here and, you know, look, it's a, Derek Willies is no longer a Brown. Uh, I think Derek Willies is going to get scooped up, can play some special teams. Uh, you know, he had obviously a couple of, drops over the preseason. I, I don't see or we envisioned a scenario where Derek wasn't going to be here. And if anything, Pete, you know, as much as I love Damian Ratley, you almost thought it was maybe it was going to be Ratley who was the one who was in a tad bit of trouble just due to it, that he didn't do much this summer, whereas Willie's was here day in, day out. But you go into the regular season, you know, you go in with five, you know, the Ish Hymans of the world, the Damian Sheehy Giuseppe's, the Dorian Baker, they were all great stories. Um, but we talked about this with the wide receiver position. It was they were it was a bunch of great stories, but this wide receiver group here is I mean it's there's a t- there's meat and potatoes. These guys it was never really going to be probably a real option for them, but it does seem odd that you traded for a wide receiver in Taiwan Taylor, moved on from Willie's, but kept Ratley. But I mean that's that one's it's just an odd play, and there's no bigger Ratley fan than I. Yeah, if you're going again, this is. What you, which, what Freddie Coaching Freddie Kitchens has been saying in camp has been, you know, we have, you know, I I, I want to know what I'm getting. You know what you're getting from Derek Willies. You you know, the, the, you're you're going on a far more of a projection with Damian Ratley. And and to me, based on what you've seen to this point, Derek Willies is straight up better, um, better at basically anything, um, better on special teams, better on. Uh, what he does right now, and better on potential. He's bigger, strong, you know, b- bigger, uh, you know, 6'4", 200 pounds, or at least, you know, a little bit shorter, s- similar weight. Um, all, it does some of the same things offensively, but Derek Willis has sort of done it a little bit more. Granted, it's, you know, a very small sample size, but it, Ratley's sample size is zero. Oh, I mean, he his one game was, you know, the Charger game, which, you know, obviously had a couple of drops, in, drops in. But Willie's, I mean, if you're going to go regular season, didn't have much. I mean, essentially he had the Raven game. But, you know, if you were going to say who had the better better summer, Derek Willie's did have the better summer. Was there advantage that Damian Ratley was drafted? Uh, I mean, it's not come to that conclusion. Yeah. Um, running back-wise, look, uh, they're going into, at least for now, with three. There's no fullback here, Pete. Um, obviously, the Ernest Johnson, who we thought had a really nice summer. Uh, you know, Hildyard uh, rebounded week four. I mean, but we kind of envisioned probably about two weeks ago, this was going to be the trio of the running backs. Um, I'm not sure what they're going to do because the only one who was even taking what looked like fullback reps in South DeValve is not kept. 
but Farrell Brown is here as the third tight end while you currently have 10 offensive linemen. Um, we'll get to the quarterbacks here, which I think is just yet another strange one, but three running backs, five wide receivers, three tight ends, 10 offensive linemen. It maybe tells us they have no idea what the hell's going on on the, on the offensive line just yet, Pete. Uh, it certainly, this certainly sounds like there's another shoe to drop, um, on this, uh, in some sort of trade, some sort of stash move, whatever. But right now it, 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 it leaves you wonder, it, there just feels like something else is coming and you don't know what that is yet. Um, it may ultimately just be releasing guys or whatever, but at least for the moment, it seems like something else is, is coming down the pike, and it's just a question of what is that and what, how, how is that going to change things? Uh, yeah, now, um, you know, look, I, I'm okay with the three running backs, and look, you understand you're going to get to add Kareem Hunt to this mix. Uh, you know, Antonio Callaway hopefully should come back, which, you know, I guess then you have your, you know, all types of wide receivers. Um, yeah. It's just, it, it, it was, it's still, it's, it's, for me, it's just a little bit of a head scratcher. Willie seemed about as, as safe he could possibly be, but you bring in Taylor and, you know, maybe Taylor's going to do some of that gadget stuff. And sorry guys, um, you know, everybody who bombarded us about Braxton Miller, you just brought in a better player. Um, the only problem is, is maybe because he went to Louisiana tech, you guys don't know him so well, but these things and the couple of things they tried to do with Braxton on Thursday night, these are the things Taiwan Taylor can do, Pete. Right. I mean, he was, there were, there were people who were monster fans of Taiwan Taylor coming out of college. Um, him and the other receiver that like that, that, the, that one that, uh, the one that went to San Francisco. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they were, uh, Trent Taylor. Yeah. There, there's just some massive, uh, fans of him because he was, he had something like two, you know, some, some obscene number of yards. I think he had like 1300 yards that final year. I think um, he also went to mobile, which always, creates that nice push well i mean that particular year i know there were people like trying to um you know sort of claim him before uh you know basically he caught fire uh in mobile but there were people like trying to sort of claim him based on what they felt like before him um from that year uh but yeah his you know his uh his senior season in 2016, he had uh, 1,730 receiving yards um, and 17 touchdowns. Like he was good all guy. He had 50, almost 1,500 years the year before. So I mean, those two seasons combined, you know, you're over you're, you're over 3,000 yards receiving, just an obscene number of touchdowns. And yeah, they had him do a little bit of everything um, for them, but uh, a lot of it was basically just turning it in, almost like pitching it to him, but they were technically passes, but you just allowed him to sort of be an athlete. The smoke routes, the stop routes, all that type of stuff. But look, I mean, that, that'll work with Baker. And, you know, obviously he's going to get a shot right out of the shoot because, I mean, we'll see how they work it out. But, you know, there'll be a mix of Landry and Higgins, whether inside or outside. And guys, you know, don't forget, Odell can go anywhere. So there could be a lot of Odell in the slot. Uh, so that's an areas to play out. You know, Harris, Farrell, Brown, I mean, you're not really salivating about the next two at, you know, the wide receiver, I mean, the tight end position. Um, O-line for t 10 seems weird. Granted, two guys were just brought in. Um, and, guys, I'll be honest. Um, it, we did this, Pete, right about a year ago at this time. But it's a little bit different. Uh, you know, Devaro Lawrence was a, a young guy at the time. McCray, I mean – there's one connection here that 
it's a Campman connection, and maybe there's you know something James knows here, and you know maybe Drew Forbes. This is something to cover Drew Forbes because you know Drew is on the roster. Maybe he eventually will go to IR, or he's not going to be available for a while, and this is maybe now your third guard. I, I guess. Right. I mean, again, it's just there. There just feels like something else is coming. If it's moving Drew Forbes to injured reserve, you know, short term perhaps. Uh, if it's uh, a trade of some sort, you know, potentially. I mean, but it seems odd. You're going to give a sixth round offensive lineman a designated return. You know, I, you know, as far as an injury, you just can't waste those. You know, so maybe it's a stash year for Drew Forbes. I don't know. Maybe it's another TJ Montgomery move. Yeah, you know, it could be. It just, uh, and, and, you know, Austin Corbett, maybe they sh- they're shopping. I don't know. Um, you could see them doing something else, but they maybe they ha- feel like they've got um, access somewhere else, uh, and they, they're potentially trying to move them. Move them. Uh, obviously, they've got Kyle Kalis. Um, they're trying to get him to their injured reserve if he clears waivers. Um, so they, they, there's just a lot of balls in the air in terms of that. But, you know, this is the NFL. There are never enough linemen to go around. So, you know, if they feel like there is a opportunity here to maybe recoup some, some picks or, or another player or something, um, that, that's something to sort of keep in mind. Uh, it's a new season. Antonio Brown is on the Raiders. Le'Veon Bell is with the Jets. Odell Beckham. Players, orange and brown. The one thing that hasn't changed, where I'm putting my money down on all the NFL games. My bookie is the place to bet on football every weekend. My bookie has better, better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book, period. This year, they're in, they are the first, they are hosting the first online handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000 and it only costs $100 to enter. All you got to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge uh, cash prize pool. I only recommend a site that's been good to me in the past. Obviously you guys know my bookie has been with the show for years. It's always the right play. You bet, you bet they win. You bet you win. They pay. My bookie has live in-game betting on every NFL game. They've got the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet on the over under on how many fantasy points a player will score within each game uh, right now with mybookie.com, they will match your initial deposit 100% up to $1,000. You want to put a grand down. You got two grand to play. If you're going to bet that much money, that should cover the entire season. Use the promo code locked all caps spaced on um, all caps to activate this offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E.com. Use the promo code locked on space in between all caps Bet, win, get paid. Uh, before we shift it over to the Spencer side of the ball, um, appreciate everybody for the support here. Um, I'm totally not sure where it's going. And doing the show today, A, it gives me a break from what we're dealing with. And my father, at 73 years old, is the hardest working man I've ever known. So stopping work. It's just not an issue. It's just not how I was raised. It's not, it's not the man Jeff Lloyd is. Uh, he's fighting like hell. Things look a little 
bit better than they did late, late last night. And that was after, you know, me and my wife had to pull freight with the kids from Ortley Beach, North Carolina, get all the way up to North Jersey. We were literally in the car for almost 11 hours. It's he's he's fighting like hell, which I'm not surprised of. And, you know, when I first got there and the nurse told me how bleak things were, I tried to tell him, say, look, this isn't going to go easy. It's just isn't the man he is. He's going to give you everything he's got. Um, but I just appreciate everyone, you know, we're just taking it here minute by minute, hour by hour. This is one of the advantages of having a big family is, you know, we can always have a nice group there. And obviously we're just getting back into our normal home life here. It's the first time I've been in my house in eight days, just here for a bit. And obviously we're going to jet back out, head on up. I just want to thank everybody though. It, it, it means an absolute ton, the support here, but, uh, you know, doing the show and getting this out, as you guys know, we went through, I went through this last fall here. It's, it's a nice break for me. Talking ball can just get me out of that realm of thinking here for just a little bit, kind of get my head right to deal with the stuff I do have to deal with. Pete, uh, the other ball drops here. Um, defensive side of the ball, 10 defensive linemen. And, you know, my first initial tweet reaction was Anthony Zettel's gone, but Chad Thomas is, isn't. That aggravates me. And, of course, immediately I receive a text. Um, I wouldn't get too comfortable with Chad Thomas yet. But 10 – Pete seems a little, a little steep, but as far as you, know, the interior, I, I'm fine with it. I have zero issues there. Um, I guess for now, we're going to truly label Jannard Avery a linebacker, so we'll get that to that in a second. But ten defensive linemen in tow. But Pete, uh, you know, Aquale showed well. Um, obviously, Devereaux Lawrence, you know, Cooley, and uh, you know, the, the, the two starters. I, I, I'm liking that. Obviously, we're okay on the outside. Garrett, Vernon, uh, you know, Chris Smith gets to stick around. I think Chris Smith as the fourth in a pass rushing scenario. It, and then there's Chad. Well, uh, you know, I, I will continue to maintain I think Anthony's a little better than Chris Smith. Um, I think he – He does more. He's younger. He's bigger. He's, you know, a little bit longer. But he can play also inside if you need him to. Like everybody, oh, well, Smith can play inside. No, only as a rusher. He can't actually play inside. Uh, yeah, so, and, and, you know, Chris Smith is, I think, 31. Zettel's 27. And, and Zettel's just been doing it. You know, you, you've seen him produce a little bit in games. You've seen him sort of – How do you start a preseason game, but then, you know, and, and, and perform, but then you're not good enough to stick around? It, it, I don't know. That one just doesn't make sense. Well, yeah, I mean, Chad Thomas is sort of asked and answered. You know, I, I, I hope it's – this is not um, a long-term deal. He's just – has not done a thing. Um, but in theory, based on the idea that the, the amount of talent the Browns have, that defensive lineman I have no problem with. It's, it's, uh, they have enough guys to say, we can do this. I mean, absolutely. Uh, the question is, again, uh, is, are they holding out to trade somebody? You know, Trevon Coley, perhaps, Chad Thomas, perhaps. Um, they've got, they, you know, they left – the preseason, uh, they, they've been playing the preseason with more than uh, nine rosterable defensive linemen. Um, I, I, I had the number at about 12. Um, if you believe Carl Davis can still play for somebody, you know, I thought he at least showed a, some life in the fourth preseason game. Um, but that was against, you know, the, the, that was the last group, and he's supposed to you know, be trying to prove that he's a good, um, usable player. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I think Anthony Zettel will catch on immediately. So if that's, if that's the case and, and – I'd I'd be stunned if Anthony Zettel wasn't a New York Jet. 
Well, there's that. Oh, and, and the other one, I, I would not be surprised. You know, I, I could see him ending back up on the practice squad, but just by virtue of, of the way um, some of these teams are hurting at pass rusher, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Wyatt Ray gets uh, a call up to a, an, another active roster as opposed to going to the practice squad just because he does show – you know, he, he shows the ability to get after the quarterback a little bit, and, and, and he is a little bit of a one-trick pony in that regard. But, you know, some of those guys will get shots. I mean, the Browns carried Nate Orchard for multiple years. Uh, I assume the Dolphins are still keeping him. So, you know, the teams like the Dolphins could use per, per, uh, perhaps a guy like Wyatt Ray. Um, but they're, they, they just had a lot of guys that could play for NFL teams. Um, so – if keeping 10 means they're sort of hanging out and, and, and trying to see if there are teams that need help that can, can give them something, then uh, I, that, I totally understand that. Um, you know, the, the, the DB situation is a little bit more precarious right this second as a result. Um, but that's, you know, that's, that's fine. Um. Yeah, well, um, we'll get to this a little later, but, uh, you know, part of it though also, Pete, is, uh, you know, obviously Greg Williams, the fact that the Jets hold the number three waiver claim in Ja'Kai, polite. But we're going to – we'll get to that a little bit after we get to the defense here. Um, linebackers, um, I guess for now you're going to view, you know, technically on the roster, Jannard Avery is a linebacker, but it's Joe, it's Christian Kirksey, Obviously, you know, the, the Young Bucks and Sione Takitaki, Mac Wilson, Ardarius Taylor. And, look, I thought he showed some things, you know, in a true defensive front this this summer. So, I'm okay with that. You know, Jannard Avery is there for now. But maybe the, we also said, look, you could expect maybe a weird number because it's it's going to be a lot of 4-2-5. Uh, I, 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 I would say maybe they're done there. Because, you know, I, I guess, right, is it, they done with, you know, the six if they're going to call Avery a linebacker? Because, obviously, there's going to be a lot of that nickel safety, which essentially, if you want to, you know, four or three, well, it's fine, but just you know, a safety is going to play weak. Uh, no, I think that's that was the number. And and I, there were a lot of people, like, freaking out at the idea uh, that that Jannard uh, Avery was playing special teams reps uh, or, or reps in the, the second half of the last preseason game, the Browns only have so many spots. I mean, they can't not play anybody. Um, and, and, and He's not taking snaps away from Olivier Vernon. Yeah, and, and, and that's that, the other part of that is, you know, it, because of the fact they're only keeping, uh, you know, five true linebackers, he has to be able to help you on special teams a little bit. And the, the, there's, only, the, there's only so many organic special teams reps you can get. That's certainly something you practice and, and you can and, and do in, in your own practice, but there are only so many live reps under the lights uh, that you get on special teams. So, and, and if you're only using so many guys uh, to do that, then you want to get them every opportunity possible. And I think that's part of the deal is granted. I, I, I Jannard Avery for all uh, intents and purposes is a edge rusher. But in terms of special teams, and, and you saw some stuff as, you know, he did, he did take some drops and stuff like that. But special teams in particular is where he's actually a linebacker and they need him to be a linebacker. And I don't, uh, I don't see an issue with that. I mean, that's, that's sort of the deal. I mean, as the Browns get better, um, they're going to have to use some of these guys 
to do special teams. You know, Olivier Vernon is not walking out there and covering punts. You know, Miles Garrett is not walking out there and covering punts. Uh, so you're, you're going to have to have some of these guys do more than one thing. So that, and that's, that shows you that you're a team like, with talent. I mean, you, you go to the college example, like Alabama and Ohio State, some of these teams, uh, their premier guys are on every unit. So um, those are, that, that's sort of the deal that works with there. So, yeah, I think that's exactly, it's, it, you know, that's one of the few spots I actually got right. Uh, those are the five guys, uh, or six if you count him and and they need they need contributions on special teams from those guys well and the other thing though is is if you're currently constructed right now where it's you know 10 o-line 10 d-line guess what you know there's going to be some odd numbers playing special teams because you literally have 20 of 53 conducted to you know essentially big uglies not counting the defensive ends in there and but look if your issue is chris smith being on this roster and kind of blocking Jannard Avery, I'm with you. I, I'm right. I, I guess we're totally with you. The fact that Jannard Avery's covering punts because Chris Smith's got a roster spot that maybe Jannard Avery deserves more—that's fair. That's a fair argument to have. Yeah, hundred uh, um, percent. Yeah, again, um, and, and some of this is, you know, Chris Smith is not going to help you on special teams much um, either. But in terms of just saying. Jannard Avery should be on the field, uh, that third guy up as an rusher. Absolutely. I don't think there's anybody sitting there going, no, I want Chris Smith out there. Uh, I mean, that's insane. The, the thing that bothers me is I think, again, I think Zettel is better than both those guys. And if you're saying, you know, let's say you take uh, both Garrett and Olivier Vernon off the field for a play, who do you want in there? To me, it's, it's Jannard Avery and Anthony Zettel. And I, I, I don't feel as good with Chris Smith, but some of this is ultimately quibbling. Like, you know, I, I, I do think there is some, some, you know, something to potentially lose by giving up Derek Willies over, over uh, Damian Ratley. But I, but it doesn't seem like a situation where we're going to be like going, Oh man, the Browns are going to rue the day where <laughs> you know, they made this decision. Uh, you know, look, the fact that the Bronzers are as talented as they are is a great situation. Um, and, and there will be mistakes made. You know, I, I don't think this will rise to the level of people who it's are. It's not necessarily mistakes, but it's just you can't keep freaking everybody. Yeah, there, there's definitely that part. But, I mean, there there were people who were still upset, you know, still mad at, like, Sashi Brown for letting go of uh, what's-his-face who's a wide receiver that went to the Falcons and now with the Bears. Uh small schools, little speedy guy, Taylor Gabriel, yep. like that was, you know, that was unforgivable. You just, you just couldn't, you know, this guy's going to absolutely kill you for letting him go. I, I don't think any of these guys fall on that. Derek Willies is not going to put up an 85, 1300 yard season. So let's, let's just chill. But I mean, no, we like I hope not, longer. but, but yeah, it just, it's just one of those things where you're sitting there going, you know, we are talking about the fringes of the roster, but there are decisions that, you know, ultimately we're going to look back and go, this was right, this was wrong. And we can talk about that in terms of last year. Look, in the same way that we're – you know, Carl, Carl Nassib would have been better for the Browns than Chad Thomas last year. We're also not going to be here and say, well, Carl Nassib would be the difference between the Browns making the Super Bowl this year and not. Um, it, it, those are missed opportunities. Those are 
are places you can sort of be a little bit better. But I, I don't think any of these situations are um, make or break. There's one uh, that we'll get to that I, I, I could see really having a potential risk involved with it. But that's, that's uh, hopefully one that won't come back and bite them in the ass. And we'll get Pete out on the open road here in a short bit here. Uh, long day at work. Still stuck at the office? Open the DoorDash app. Choose what you want to eat, and your food will be delivered to you wherever you are. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first meal of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code LOCKEDON, no space, all caps. Uh, look, uh, whether you work or whether you have two jobs, whether you're a parent, whether you're both, as parents, you both work, you have kids, they have activities. Uh, the last thing you need to be worrying about as you're driving home at 8 o'clock at night is what the hell are you going to whip up for dinner while you're trying to make sure homework's ready, school bags are packed, homework's done, use DoorDash, enter the promo code locked on, all caps, uh, no space, $5 off your first dollar, uh, your first order of $15 or more. Uh, big restaurants, local restaurants, the amount of food delivery service that is affiliated with DoorDash that will come to you is obscene. Go ahead, take care of it, make your life easier. Go ahead, Pete. I know you got one. You, I know you got something you're ready to let off. Let it fly. No, it, it's look. The Browns have have made the decision to go with the rookie kicker, which we all expected. Um, I am, well, I am a little surprised that they went with Jamie Gillen uh, over. I'm Britain. wondering if the advantage Gillum has here is if they don't trust Cybert from 50 or deep. I'm wondering if that's a possibility where this is almost maybe a two kicker scenario. Maybe. I, I just look at this as Britton Colquitt is a, a excellent high level uh, experienced punter. And this is one that almost seems weird because Nathan and the guys from obviously, you know, Cleveland Browns daily, they love Colquitt. You know, he was on Twitter. They finally went to Twitter. They were all about it. It just seemed like Colquitt was going to win because it, it just seemed like he was the company guy almost. Yeah, uh, and, and he was just very good. Like he could drop a punt inside of the you know the the, the ten yard line or the twenty yard line or whatever. Like he was always very reliable at doing that. And Jamie Gillen, obviously, physically, holy shit, Laramie Tunsil and Kenny Stills are going to the Texans in, for a first-round pick, at least. Um, but that's kind of a big deal. Um, the Texans just leveled up. Yeah, that's... It, 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 about about goddamn time. A, a, a de clearly a desperate trade. But what the hell are the Dolphins doing? Like, apparently, it's a huge package of picks, but at least a first-rounder. Um, but anyway, so... Tank, tanking the rest is off what they're doing, but go ahead. But uh, it, it's just uh, Jamie Gillen, physically, obviously, he can kick the shit out of the ball. Physically talented, obviously made a couple tackles. Uh, but in terms of, like, the uh, the day, you know, the, the can he stick the ball inside the 10 consistently? Can, the, can, they, can he avoid out-kicking the coverage on some of the stuff? You know, they're, they're just – well, everybody gets everybody gets so excited about the tackles he makes. That's not necessarily a good thing. That means he boomed a sixty yarder, and there was an alley for a return man. Uh, yeah, I mean, hundred percent. It's just a bad, um, 
bad situation when your punter's making tackles. Everybody's really excited, but that's terrible um, for for what what it means for your unit. So there's just a lot to work out with him. You've got him to get, get him consistent with the holding part of the game, and, and 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 it could work out great. I mean, again, he's got physical talent is off the charts in terms of what he can do. It's just a question of, is he Sunday ready? And I'm not sure I, I, I see Sunday ready yet. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I thought they would try to get him to the practice squad for a year um, and sort of let him really be uh, Britton Colquitt's understudy for, for a season. I didn't think, uh, and I could be dead wrong, I didn't think that uh, there would be a lot of teams ready to sort of just say, boom, we're ready for we're Jamie Gillen to punt for us. Um, Whereas Britton Colquitt will, will, will have a job uh, likely, you know, as soon as he can get one, um, you know, he, he, he's uh, a free agent. Uh, he's a vested, vested free agent. So he, when he gets released, he, it's terminated contract. He can go wherever he wants. Um, he may end up with a very nice uh, contract out of this, you know, a couple million dollars a year. But, it, it, you know, this, this, both the kicker and the punter, for better or worse, are a little bit of a project situation. And the, the Browns could end up in a game where those guys burn them. And, it, and obviously in Seibert's case, it's not like, you know, Greg Joseph is setting the world on fire by any stretch. But uh, and, and, I, and I do think that Seibert, with the way he was improving, um, could, you know, the, the, the trajectory could have him fly by Greg Joseph very quickly. But the, the, with, with, uh, with, with uh, Gillen, um, it, it just seems like there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve. At some point, they're going to be in a situation where, where something's going to happen that's going to be somewhat costly to them um, just by virtue of him being a rookie. I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I think long term, he could be fantastic. And the other advantage is he's left-footed, which you love. Because it screws with punt returners because they're used to catching balls and spin the other way, um, so that gives you a little bit. I think Bill Belichick always goes with lefty lefty punters for that reason. Uh, so there, ton of upside. I just think there's going to be some some growing pains with him. So again, it could be great in the long run, uh, but a little bit awkward. But yeah, um, look, I mean, if, if we if we go to this Laramie Tunsil thing, this transforms the AFC South. Um, combine this with the Andrew Luck retirement and the Houston Texans have basically said, we will fill that void. We are going to win this division. Uh, we are going to compete right this second. We're willing to pay the price to do that. Uh, and, and this must be, this has, has to be the reason that they were willing to give Jadevi and Clowney up for peanuts because they had to get out of the possibility he could sign his tender and then they'd be screwed on the salary cap. Um, now they get a, a, a player um, that, 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 makes, that, that gives Deshaun Watson a legitimate pass protector that transforms that line, that makes them a very good offense all of a sudden. Um, that's, you know, that's phenomenal. Now they have no draft picks um, at all at this point, but if, if, you're, if you're the Houston Texans fans, at least for the moment, you are sitting there, you are pumped because you just went from Rod Johnson taking reps at left tackle to Laramie Tunsil, who's one of the best up-and-coming tackles in the NFL right now. This just became a two-year window for the Texans. And, Pete, let's not also forget, 
I mean, any chance you can bring Carlos Hyde in with Duke Johnson, man, you got to do that. 3.4 yards per carry. They're fine, Pete. They're fine. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I honestly thought that, that Carlos Hyde had taken his last carry and basically helped the Chiefs. I'm not sure he, he shouldn't have. Uh, but uh, and, and that may not be the last move they make in terms of uh, running back. A lot of guys get, got got loose, uh, and they they may they may have some real options to sort of bolster that. It's Duke Johnson's team. I can't imagine they're going to do what the Browns didn't have. Carlos Hyde be the feature back and turn Duke Johnson sort of a a uh, an ancillary player again. But uh, all, they need, all they need is Hugh. Bring in Hugh. Go ahead, my, find Mr. Haley. Let's go. Get the band back together. Have a blast with it. Right, Pete, other, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, the other part of that is is Kenny Stills is the guy – well, Kenny Stills, first, is a good receiver. Second, he's been butting heads with the, the – uh, the, oh, oh, no doubt about it, with the owner. Well, the owner, with the coach, with everybody over there, uh, over social justice issues – um, and they go ahead and get rid of him. So that's sort of like almost like a throw-in, but that, that's a guy you can absolutely help the, the, the Houston Texans. Well, I mean, you put him with Fuller, and you put him obviously with New Hopkins, Duke Johnson out of the backfield, and now Deshaun Watson doesn't have to you know, run for his life and try to extend plays, which his body is begging him not to do. Houston Texans, they definitely went all in today. That's a great job by then, and uh, glad uh, – to see them would only be the regular season. Pete, there was a time this draft season where there was two edge rushers, one played at Florida State, one played at Florida. And folks were trying to argue with me that maybe the guy from Florida was just as good from the guy from Florida State. Um, and this isn't an FSU Florida thing. Ja'Kai Polite, Pete, I don't know if I've ever seen something go down the toilet faster in my freaking life than his draft potential and the fact that the Jets drafted him in the third round, which seemed like a good spot. He was going to get an opportunity. Done. Gone. Cut. What was he at? Number 72, 73 overall pick? Gone. It's, my God, craziness. Yeah. Uh, he was – we've seen this before, and, and we called it uh, earlier – he, incidentally, who is also released today, he was Demontre Moore. Um, both Demontre Moore at Texas A&M had a great junior season, declared, absolutely bombed the testing process, goes in the third round of the New York Giants. He, he, he's almost immediately a disaster there. Uh, he, he was in the AAF this past year. Um, and his best giant moment was Odell Beckham Jr. got into a fight with the Rams and Demontre Moore just went like absolutely ballistic, like stone cold Steve Austin style. That was his best tenure with the Giants. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just there sometimes look and and don't get me wrong. I, 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 we understood the calculation with Ja'Kai Polite. If If he can help you, he's great. But it's just that's too early to make that kind of risk. And, 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 and now, you know, it blows a giant hole in the Jets draft and now they need help. Uh, and now they're trying to sort of fix it. But a team that really couldn't afford to be wrong on that type of pick, especially not this badly, um, uh, have to now try to fill a major hole because pass rushers, they're pass rushers, the deal. Um, and they have to 
figure this thing out. And, and that's, uh, that, that's going to be a, an issue where they're going to try to uh, fix it. And, and the Bucks got rid of a guy like Noah Spence. It wouldn't surprise me if the Jets take a look at him. Um, you know, there, there, are, there are a lot of guys out there, two, two first-round picks and a second-rounder. Wow. Wow. That's a lot. I get it, but that's a lot. Well, I mean, I guess maybe that's why they made a decision of we're starting Fitzpatrick because <laughs> why get Josh Rosen killed? But those drafts another quarter. Uh, the draft, honestly, you're going to probably those picks in the Trevor Lawrence. Who the frick are they kidding? So if you're a Dolphins fan, sit back and enjoy some really, really, really crappy football. Um, Browns guys, guess what? We play the Dolphins this year. So that's nice, Pete. The... the... What are they doing? I mean, it's it's almost like you're laying over and quitting. Uh, yeah, not even not not like a little bit. Like you're the whole way. Like, I mean, how many players can you name on the Miami Dolphins right now? And take out. Let's get past jo- Ryan Fitzpatrick and and Josh Rosen. Minka. Name, name, Minka. Yeah, Patrick is great. They've um, got the they've got the stud corner. Uh, yes. Xavier Howard. Uh, Kenyon Drake's a nice player. Oh my yeah. God, they're bad. They're, I mean, they're they're. Uh, are we sure Sashi didn't travel south from DCP? Because it certainly sounds like a little bit like that. Well, incidentally, uh, you know, there are people who are already pumped about the Wizards because Sashi Brown hired some great analytics guy. Uh, as part of their, their front office team uh, with them. So there are people already like getting pumped about Sashi Brown with the wizard. Hey, it, it's, it's there. It, it's to be done. Um, guys, look, this is meant to be always a blast. These, these are fun episodes to do because, you know, we can put our two cents into what's been going on. Um, let's see though, of the 53 we currently have, I, my guess would be there's maybe still two or three more to drop. Does seem weird where you're going with rookie specialists with all of this on the line. We'll see how that plays out. I mean, and look, that's the thing with specialists. Uh, it could be, you know, when was Zane Gonzalez? Week two was gone. So, you know, this, the, a lot of this is what it is for now, but, you know, you're forever making the framework of the picture of what is your 53. Um, Pete's work over at Browns Maven. Obviously, when we talked the other day uh, on the postgame show, uh, go to SI, click on Cleveland Browns. You're going to get Pete's, Pete's work over there. So go ahead, check that out. At Browns Maven on Twitter. Brownsmaven.com. Sign up, become a member, get involved in the forums. You're talking with a lot of Browns fans about Brown stuff. So, you know, enjoy it. And, you know, this is what happens with social media because now where the Browns are with so much on them, a lot goes into it. And you get a lot of naysayers. So stick over there with Brownsmaven and get, jump into the forums. <clears throat> Follow Pete at underscore Pete Smith underscore. Uh, you know, it's, you know, look, we're, we're, just, we're excited. It's, it's so nice to be able to put out content content about things that were positive as opposed to you know Deshaun Kaiser's way too young this coaching staff has no idea what they're doing this whole freaking thing is a crap fest it's so nicer to be able to put more spin to it and actually be able to put football to it which is fantastic it's fun uh the locked on browns twitter account at locked on browns all lowercase follow back account dms are always open drop anything in there you need to me personally at jeff underscore lj underscore lloyd dms are open I uh, just want to thank everybody here for the support. Obviously, you know, the next you know couple of days, couple of hours, who even knows this is where we're at here 
Uh, but you know, still got to go to work every day. Still got to do what you're asked to do and you know what you're paid to do and all that type of stuff. So thanks to everybody. Um, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns. <laughs>